Welcome to Insights on Demand, a podcast from Business Talent Group, where we discuss the latest developments in the future of work and other pressing business issues. Today, we're excited to present a conversation between Eric Gilpin from Upwork and BTG's own Jody Greenstone Miller, moderated by Adam Zellner, our Vice President of Enterprise and Corporate Development. Eric Gilpin is the Senior Vice President of Sales at Upwork, the world's work marketplace. As SVP of Sales, Eric oversees the company's global sales operations, including enterprise sales, sales engineering, channel development, and client success. With a passion for building world-class customer-facing teams, workforce technology, and talent engagement models, he has been recognized as one of staffing industry analysts' top 40 under 40 and a top 100 global sales leader by the modern sale. His unique perspective on the evolution of the human capital industry has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, CNBC, and other industry-leading outlets. Jody is the co-founder and co-CEO of Business Talent Group, the leading marketplace for high-end independent talent. An outspoken thought leader on the future of work, Jody has been cited as a disruptor of the traditional consulting model and a workplace innovator by outlets such as the Harvard Business Review and Fast Company. Prior to founding BTG, she served in numerous roles, including as a partner at the venture capital firm Maveron and as a special assistant to President Bill Clinton. She also co-authored The Rise of the Super Temp, a big idea feature for the Harvard Business Review that many observers cite as the definitive analysis of the alternative professional services trend. Eric and Jody join us today to discuss trends they're seeing in the current on-demand talent market, as well as their insights on how companies can address their biggest opportunities and challenges by using independent talent. They'll also share some predictions for how they see the market evolving in the coming years. Without further ado, here are Adam, Eric, and Jody. Eric, Jody, it's great to talk to both of you today. And let's dive right in. I mean, we're sitting here, it's summer 2021. Um, what are some themes or trends that you're focused on in the on-demand talent market right now, whether they be related to independent talent, uh, client use of on-demand talent, or frankly, the on-demand talent industry at large? Uh, what are you focused on? Eric, maybe you can, you can start us off. Thank you, Adam, and uh, great to be here, Jody, as well. And so um, I don't think it's a surprise that like the whole workspace um, is just incredibly hot right now. And I think that you're seeing just kind of massive structural changes uh, in how you know work is being constructed, how work is being done, and really how people want to work in the future. Um, and I think uh, in a lot of ways, you know, this recent pandemic uh, has accelerated a lot of the changes that we were already talking about a few years before. And so we're, um, you know, really sitting in this like unique space where, you know, companies are still looking to grow. Um, but are you know more uh, kind of interested and driven by flexibility and access to skills, and uh, you know trying to build more project-based teams as a part of their growth strategies, coupled with you know the fact that millions of workers are uh, you know looking at you know what is the you know what is their next career path you know how do we continue to grow our career in a one-to-many versus one-to-one relationship? So I think it's just a really exciting time for the whole work ecosystem. Um, which, you know, presents a lot of challenges and opportunities, especially as companies, you know, want to work differently. I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. First of all, it's great to be here with, with Eric, one of my favorite uh, people to talk to about uh, all the things going on in the world of work. Look, I'd say talent right now is arguably the single most important commodity in the world. It is in short supply in many places. Um, talent has enormous leverage. 
And as a part of that leverage, I think talent is taking the lessons of the pandemic where they were able to work remotely and more flexibly and looking at their future, their professional future differently. And it's almost a, um, a perfect positive storm for talent. They're in enormous demand. And at the same time, the demand for both full-time work as well as the whole project-based world that Upwork and BTG focus on is just booming. And so they can choose. And when you think about the choice to become an independent professional, you know, our experience has been um, the biggest obstacle is certainty of demand. Am I going to get enough project work that I can actually make this independent lifestyle work for me? And I think in the market we're in right now, it's probably the first market for independent talent demand that any of us have ever seen. And it's across the board. Um, you know, if you look at any company in the space, they're all doing really, really well. So I would say the biggest trend that I would look at is talent making choices that were maybe even three or four years ago, not possible because of the strength of the independent talent market and the work marketplace that Upwork's building, the marketplace that BTG is building to give people confidence that they can actually make this choice work. That's great. I mean, the focus on talent and choice, how have you seen that impact availability of on-demand talent within your marketplaces? And, and as clients are in need, how has that shifted over the first half of 2021 in particular? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, probably very similar to BTG. Um, like, you know, we already had a lot of, I would say, attraction from high-end talent um, in all the communities that we serve. And, and I think, you know, everyone had built really good kind of viral loops and we're really, you know, building relationships with in-demand talent, um, even prior to COVID. Clearly that accelerated, you know, for context, um, you know, Upwork, you know, has close to 25,000 new independent contractors join our platform every single day. Um, and that is a big uptick, you know, from what we saw, you know, prior to 2020. And to Jody's point, I, I think it is the, the amount of demand in the marketplace for businesses of all sizes that, you know, are less, um, you know, kind of uh, pickled with this remote thing, meaning like everyone has figured out that remote is a capability versus an obstacle. Skills are in very much demand, as Jody mentioned. We still graduate less computer science degrees today in the U.S. than we did in 1986. And so there's just a, a massive war for talent that we've been talking about for decades. Um, if you think about books like The Impending Crisis or The Coming Jobs War, that's on our front doorstep. And so talent power has definitely shifted and they're going to have more options um, than they ever have. And uh, we see that as you know, high-end designers and uh, software development and sales and marketing experts continue to flock to platforms like Upwork or BTG um, because they want to work differently. Look, I think hot areas, AI, machine learning, they're always going to be places where you probably have more demand than you've got talent. And what that does is just, again, increase the leverage of talent. Um, and it also will, I think, drive people into certain areas of you know, skills upgrade and training so that you start to create more um, supply. And I think that's what's exciting about the marketplaces, which is they have you know, think about us as kind of leading indicators of where the demand is going to be, what the supply is going to look like. You know, for me, I've always thought one of the real contributions that we could make is things like our recent skills index, where we can say, here's what's in demand, which then is information to a highly skilled population 
about where they might tweak their experience or their training so that they can take advantage. And it can happen really rapidly because the people who are on Upwork's platform, people on BTG's platform, they're highly skilled people. And they may need just a tweak to be able to take their analytical skills and become big data experts or take their computer skills and learn machine learning. So I think the the trends that I would look at going forward is not just what we do today, but what we can enable in the future, which is, I think, driving refresh supply based on knowledge and data about where the market needs are in a much more rapid way than you could ever do um, without us. So I think we're data for the new uh, labor economy. The one thing I would add too is it's global. You know, both of our platforms serve communities all around the world, uh, both on the talent side and the client side. And we we often uh, used to frame the skills gap. And you know, one part of that equation was the the right person in the right place. And if you think about a global talent community, I would argue there is no skills gap. You know, it's a lot easier to find the right person with the right skills right now. Leveraging technology and platforms like BTG or Upwork to really open up that talent pool and just unlock competitive advantages, businesses and talent. Yeah, the global nature of this is, is also a big game changer. Eric, you talked about a skills gap and when you remove the geographic constraint and frankly, you consider on-demand talent as a resource, it doesn't need to be a skills gap. Yet, the vice chair of Prudential in a recent quote said that post-pandemic, he believes there'll be a skills canyon for companies that they cannot hire their way out of. The idea being that if they're only focused on bringing in permanent talent, they will not be able to address the need. I think there are a lot of folks out there in the world, even you know business leaders at large organizations who don't fully understand what capabilities do exist within the on-demand talent market and frankly, when and how they should think about deploying on-demand talent. So it would be really great if you both could share some interesting, innovative examples really to help illustrate what can on-demand talent do to unlock opportunity or address challenges? I mean, the way I think about both Upwork and BTG's capabilities is it's just another way to get work done, right? Every organization has a, a list of things that need to happen. And, you know, all of a sudden now there's a new way to think about attacking it. And I think it is important for companies to have confidence that in fact, this is a reliable way to get work done in order to plan appropriately. Because if you don't, for us, when we first started, the best clients were the ones who tried you, said, oh, you can really do that. And then said, well, if you do that consistently, then I can actually change the way I think about organizing work. So a great example was, you know, during the pandemic, uh, a major grocery chain uh, had not developed its e-commerce capabilities. Boom, you know, COVID hit. All of a sudden they had to, and obviously didn't have the bench sitting there that had the capability to rapidly deploy all the different skills they needed. So, you know, BTG was able to come in and within a week bring, you know, really skilled people, actually people who had built e-commerce capabilities for Fortune 50 drugstore chain, people who had been very high in e-commerce on a retail company and for six months built the framework uh, to get them accelerated into e-commerce. And I think it's thinking about work differently. It's thinking about work in projects. It's, it's not unlike what Henry Ford did, quite frankly, but way back when, when he realized that you could have more efficiency if you broke the uh, manufacturing process down into consistent work streams. It's the same thing with knowledge workers. 
And I think that um, companies who start to understand this and then understand how rich the talent vein is that's available and that they can rely on it. To me, that's the key thing. And that's why a company with, you know, the already the, um, the breadth and scale of Upwork is critical to the market because it shows it's not going away. And, and by the way, I think BTG's acquisition by Hydrix, same thing. We are seeing this become normalized. Yeah, I love the uh, e-commerce example. You know, we saw all different flavors of e-commerce as well as like digital customer support and all rapidly expand. You know, shelter in place kind of you know took across uh, the globe, and, and organizations were still trying to figure out how to how to grow their businesses. And so, I love that example. I um kind of echo some of the things you shared. We're we're constantly uh, having this conversation with our clients around the power of and. And what I mean by that is it's not this or that. It, it really is the combination of your core full-time employees, high you know, productivity, strategic work complemented with a flexible bench of experts across a broad skill sets that allow you to just have like that speed. Like contracting uh, in the economy isn't necessarily new, but this delivery model of on-demand, high-end skills with burst capacity is something companies really haven't been able to see and are, and are really trying to figure out how to adopt and, and operationalize. And, um, and I'll give you an upward example. Um, we work with a leading telecom company, Digicel, uh, that is the leader in the Caribbean and Oceania regions. And uh, similar to your point, we moved from the tactical relationships to more strategic as we entered the COVID process when they, they were forced to just work differently. And so we, we started our relationship in marketing, you know, helping them just kind of redesign one of their holiday campaigns at the end of 2019. And, um, you know, great work, exciting, but very tactical, um, helping them, you know, do kind of asset creation and, and distribution. You know, as COVID hit uh, in Q2 of 2020, they saw a massive opportunity to rethink about their digital uh, kind of transformation strategy. And we actually ended up partnering with them on a full like rebrand in 32 markets around the world that went all the way from storyboarding down to like, what does that experience look like? Not only in store, uh, you know, but also from a digital standpoint, um, and we had hundreds of workers that were helping deploy that, you know, with their marketing team. And, and one of their big takeaways was like, they never would have got it done, um, you know, without having access to this bench of talent that they could just spin up and spin down, um, you know, versus going, you know, the traditional route um, and working with expensive and slower, you know, agencies um, that, uh, you know, they just, you would have reduced their time to market. And so I, I think it is, it's interesting to see how much it's moved from a nice to have to like a really corporate capability for organizations. Those are really interesting examples that complement one another in terms of the way in which the talent were deployed. Um, and there's a partnership between Upwork and BTG. And you know, that collaboration from what, what's been talked about in the press was born out of the recognition that your marketplaces complement one another. The talent and projects that you do for your clients um, don't, don't heavily overlap. And frankly, it's the reason why you're both clients of one another. <laughs> Upwork uses BTG, BTG uses Upwork frequently. Can you shed light and sh maybe share some examples of ways business leaders are able to use Upwork and BTG on the same initiatives? BTG and Upwork are both dealing with highly skilled workers and working with companies, you know, across the spectrum. But you know, BTG focuses, um, you know, quite a bit on the Fortune 1000 and equivalents. And what I think was happening is, you know, Eric and I would, you know, kind of bump into each other in the halls, you know, <laughs> theoretically, um, talking to the same people about some of the same themes. So there's a real uh, consistency 
in terms of the messaging and the value that we're bringing to these organizations. And so um, that was kind of the first thing I think I saw and I, I, I think Upwork saw. We then saw that BTG does a lot of projects where we're coming in at the strategy level, trying to advise, for example, on a uh, multi-channel go-to-market strategy. But once you do that, there's a whole lot of work that BTG's talent needs Upwork talent to execute. And so we can give you some specific examples about that, but just think about how many times we saw our talent going in and then passing the ball to, you know, another firm where if we could pass the ball to Upwork, the client gets an even bigger benefit from on-demand talent. And so the more we saw that, the more we thought we would help our clients and both of us serve our clients better if we could bring them an end-to-end on-demand solution. Yeah, well, it's, um, to your point, it's totally one of those one plus one equals three partnerships. And, you know, if you think about Upwork, you know, we're the largest work marketplace of doers in high demand skills from software development to creative marketing design, customer support. Um, And we have customers all the time that ask us for, um, I would say, that more higher order strategic layer uh, of talent. And it just hasn't been a market that we've served. And so in a lot of ways, we were working downstream with clients and not really uh, helping on some of that stuff. And and frankly, you know, not being a real solution in that area. And then obviously through our partnership, as we got to know each other, like it just made total sense. Like how do we bring in experts from BTG to help companies design and rethink and strategize and formalize um, that creates a ton of work um, that, uh, you know, goes more into the production and execution of those things. And so it's been just an awesome partnership um, because it really is a total solution for clients um, when you combine both teams. And I'll give you a great example. Uh, we work with a leading um, software company that recently went public. And, um, you know, post-IPO, they, they had a big aspirations on really up-leveling kind of their brand identity. And, you know, wanted to make uh, a really kind of massive kind of change um, as they elevated more of a B2B type uh, marketing uh, execution program. And they really needed that high-end kind of strategic marketing expertise where, they did partner with BTG as a you know Upwork customer. We were able to bring in BTG, make an introduction, and they were able to hire a very senior creative director and program manager to help them think about that brand transformation um, and really kind of partner with them uh, as they work through design and execution. And as you can imagine, as a result, um, there was a full uh, powerhouse of Upworkers behind that to help them bring that to life, You know, both digitally in their event strategies, throughout their sales assets, um, their IR and PR campaigns. And, uh, you know, I think those examples exist in a number of different areas um, that of work we're already doing, but I know those challenges exist across companies of all sizes. And so it really shows the power of us working together to, to help customers execute their goals. And, you know, if you think about it, life sciences, for example, is one of BTG's strongest verticals. A lot of the work we do in life sciences is the kind of front end market access, um, product launch, and all of those projects have really significant execution. And to the extent, you know, we can introduce to our clients this new capability, I just think it changes, again, the way clients think about getting work done. And the more they can see, oh, this is not just a little point solution. This is something I can actually integrate into my thinking, into my workforce planning, um, I think the better it is for, for both companies and quite frankly, the whole industry. Jody, you, you, I mean, you use life science as an example, but in that situation, 
those organizations have done this work for decades or longer without on-demand talent. So you introduce, you know, in this situation, BTG at the front end and, and Upwork potentially to follow. How do those organizations understand where to employ on-demand talent versus the traditional methods they used? And also, what can they do to prepare? You know, what have you both seen work for some organizations or, or not work for others? Well, that's the, you know, that's the biggest question in the evolution of this industry. But when you're dealing with these massive companies who have infrastructure that is set up for a world that didn't contemplate on-demand talent, it is difficult. You know, there's not a natural owner. There's not um, an easy way to plug in. Um, a lot of the work that Eric's done and that I think BTG has done is to try to help organizations understand what's possible, help them figure out the best way for them to integrate this into their world. And, you know, it's another interesting kind of observation is both the Upwork platform and BTG's model are really geared to direct interaction with the ultimate user. We're not really set up, either of us, for a middle person. And so much of kind of what is traditional HR or procurement, quite frankly, goes through a middle person. Part of our value proposition is speed. Um, part of our value proposition is accuracy. And that accuracy comes from direct interaction with the ultimate user. And so I think changing the mindsets of organizations to understand and not be afraid to give more power to the ultimate user while knowing that there's safeguards for fair pricing, for compliance, for contracting and transparency. So they really see who is using what I think have been the key, less sexy story of the evolution of on-demand talent. And only if you finally say, okay, in order to make this wonderful idea work, I got to deal with these pretty uh, mundane tasks. Do you have the opportunity to really see this flourish? So, you know, I think a lot of what we have done, I know a lot of what Upwork has done is try to, to, to help organizations understand the potential, understand the use cases, and then get themselves set up for success, not just for them, but for us. You know, if it's only set up for them and we're going through a bunch of hoops that weren't designed for us, it's not going to work. And we've both seen that happen. Yeah, I, I think um, like you're totally right, Jody. And we're constantly telling our customers that, like, one, they're not alone. 50% of the Fortune 500 already leveraged up work. This is your sweet spot of like where you play in the market today. And so they're not alone. Um, organizations are, are trying to, to figure this out. I like it to the analogy of like a, like a movie that we've already seen uh, in kind of the cloud adoption space. And so if you, you know, ask chief technology officers, you know, 10 years ago at scale, you know, how comfortable are you moving all of your localized, you know, data and moving it to the cloud? Um, a lot of people thought everyone was crazy. Like why, like, why would we do that? And I think if you fast forward to today, especially with the rapid acceleration of, of digital transformation with the pandemic, you know, the, the response is more, you're crazy if you didn't. And uh, I think we see that with, you know, on-demand flexible, you know, talent programs as well. And it's really about just kind of getting started. And I think that, uh, you know, the, the keys to success that we've seen is it can't be a tops down only approach and it can't be a bottoms up only approach. 
Like executives um, need to sponsor this um, and understand that providing support and air cover and um, kind of goal frameworks where their companies can test this. Um, and employees need to not keep it a secret. They need to bring these capabilities, you know, to their organization. Um, as you can imagine, we, we have a ton of organizations that, you know, use Upwork, but they haven't necessarily told their broader teams uh, about it. Um, and so we, we really have to bring those audiences together and show the value um, kind of creation on both sides um, because the companies that don't figure it out, they're going to lose the war for talent. This is a great, you know, hedge against some of that great resignation things that we're reading about, uh, you know, every single day that just seems to accelerate. And so, um, you know, how do we keep coaching organizations on this and philosophy, you know, build your core teams and have this like highly skilled, professional, flexible bench of talent that allows you to, you know, to adapt um, and, and, and grow and work differently. And so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's been exciting to see, obviously, all of the demand, and, and we're locked arms with our clients trying to help them understand that we haven't, we haven't nailed it either. And, uh, you know, the next, you know, 10 years are going to be just incredible um, as all of these new kind of models emerge and, uh, you know, just all of the different drivers for talent continue to emerge. And so it's a really exciting space for organizations to play and uh, really test and, and grow. What advice do you have for talent? You, obviously, there. Jody, you talked about uh, data on how they can upscale and focus, but, but how, how can they best enter the market? How can they strive to be successful at the onset? And how does that change as they pursue an independent career? I mean, I think companies like BGG and Upwork have a lot of resources for talent to help them understand how to be effective. I mean, being effective independently is slightly different than going into a job where you've got a long time to prove yourself. You've got to go in on day one. You've got to instill confidence. You've got to provide value, quite frankly, because if not, you can be, you know, your, your project doesn't have to go on like a permanent job might for a while. Um, so I think there are best practices. We, we've learned a lot over the years. Um, not everybody is suited for it. I mean, I do think you have to know that you're someone who likes to be independent, that you like the the variety of projects, you like the control over your, um, you know, what you get to work on and who you get to work with. And I, I think it's, as more and more people do this, the, um, the support that companies like Upwork and BTG can provide is really important. You know, whether it's tools to do your work, whether it's research, uh, subscriptions that you couldn't get on your own. I think there's, a, you know, there's an ecosystem that's also building up around independent work that will support um, community. A lot of the independent uh, workers want a community, which is something both Upwork and BTG are in a position to help supply. So I think from a talent's perspective, it's never been a better time to become independent because there is so much knowledge and support. Yeah, the one thing I would add, um, and you said this earlier in the show, Jody, is the uh, one of the hardest parts of being independent is the kind of client acquisition part of that. Because as you think about it, you're choosing to be a small business owner. And, you know, a big part of that is client acquisition. And so how do I find new customers? And without platforms like BTG or Upwork, like it's incredibly hard, um, you know, to do that. And so, you know, one of the first steps is joining platforms like BTG or Upwork uh, that have hundreds of thousands of customers uh, around the world that have demand piled up that we can use our technology, all the things that we know about our customers and the skills that are demand to match you up. And so think of us as your business development team, um, working with you in partnership to help you find clients. And that's just a game changer that what you know existed 10 to 15 years ago 
for folks that wanted to work this way. And so uh, to Jody's point, it's not for everyone. It is incredibly hard, but there is more enablement than there's ever been for people that want to work. Differently. As enterprises are choosing the level of investment to make in on-demand talent, how can they expect to see the value or the return on that investment immediately versus over time, you know, as they evolve from maybe using this on using on-demand talent on an ad hoc one-off basis versus making the investments you talked about earlier of not just top down or bottom up, but both and, and having eyes focused on this within their organization to drive forward some sort of on-demand talent initiative or program. Yeah, I, I think we um, we think about value for customers in a couple of horizons. Um, and I know Jody talked about this earlier, like cost savings for organizations are immediate value attributions, uh, meaning that we do allow you to go direct to the worker. And so we're not necessarily um, dealing with um, all of the middle players um, that unfortunately charge entirely too much for their services uh, to our customers. And so we believe that um, we can get all the money to the right people, charge customers less, pay talent more by leveraging technology in this marketplace. And so those are actual instant savings for customers. We see on average anywhere from 30 to 50% um, in savings with high demand talent, just because you're not paying the middleman, if you will, uh, in those scenarios. But it, it quickly evolves, you know, even within their first year of adoption to um, speed to market capabilities that have just some more intrinsic value to the organization because they can enter new markets where they didn't necessarily have talent before. Um, they can uh, reduce their kind of you know time to fill on, on all of the FT burden. doesn't mean that they don't hire full-time employees, but they can have access to talent as they continue to build both benches, which allows them just to, you know, obviously get more, you know, speed uh, in their process. And the other thing is, is that there's this disbelief or just misperception on the quality of talent on these platforms. And, you know, we've seen, you know, all the way from customer support agents that we might work with organizations on to high-end developers that retention rates of this talent are really high, MPS scores for the internal teams they support and the customer teams they support are really high, you know, against like traditional vendors. And so I think it moves from cost savings for sure, but really into this whole speed and capability play um, that really uh, just provides a ton of value, both for growth and leverage for organizations. I totally agree. And I would just actually argue that some of the very best talent is in this market because if you're really great in a, you know, a skill like AI or blockchain or something very of the moment, you know, you, you really can control what you're doing and demand very, you know, market rates, maybe above what you might do if you just went to one person. So I, I also think there is talent in this market that you cannot you know, when we first started BTG, I'll give you one really good example. Um, we had a big media company that was looking for gaming talent. And um, none of the great gamers wanted to work for a big media company. They wanted to create their own startups. They wanted to do their own thing. And finally, we said to the client, you know, you can we can get you some of these people, but they're only going to work three days a week because they're doing other stuff. And they ended up trying it because they had no other choice. And First, they got talent they could not have hired in a million years. And second, they ended up realizing they got what they needed in you know, this kind of flexible, remote, three-day-a-week model. So I think that in addition to cost savings, in addition to speed and agility, I think there's just some talent in this market you can't get otherwise. And I think the more that that happens, again, the more companies will feel an imperative to figure it out and, and to use it. You talk about um, and, and and with the 
the trends you, you discussed earlier, both of you around talent, uh, choosing to go independent, clients obviously needing to address skills gaps or a skills canyon now, um, there's been significant acceleration in the market, in the adoption of on-demand talent and folks going independent, um, a lot of that fueled by the pandemic and, and massive shift to remote work. As you look ahead, uh, say 12 months out or 24 months out, what is a prediction you would make about the market, where, where you see on-demand talent heading, that frankly, before the pandemic, you wouldn't, you would have thought would take much longer or perhaps didn't even envision happening uh, in the on-demand talent market. Uh, Jody, maybe you could kick us off with your prediction. I do think that you will see increasing normalization of the use of on-demand talent, that it will, it will not be some exotic thing that we only use if we absolutely have to. It'll be part of planning. I think Eric's analogy on the cloud is really spot on. I, as I said, I think Hydric's acquisition of BTG is a significant moment where someone who's in the traditional world is saying, you know what? I believe that we need this to serve our clients. And, you know, I think the other analogy is, you know, GM saying we're going to move to all electronic vehicles by 2035. You just hit a moment in time where, you know, for a variety of reasons, you know, often it's called the tipping point, um, you know, things have come together. And I think that's where we really are. And it's like a, a star, you know, it looks like they made it overnight. You know, they've been, you know, working for 20 years. Upwork's been working for 20 years. BGG's been working, you know, for 13 or 14 years. Um, but the, the forces have now come together. The acceptance of remote work, I think the demographic changes, which no one's really talking about, in addition to the talent shortage just coming from growth, you know, you've got baby boomers who may decide they want to go into independent. You've got young people, millennials, Gen Zers, they want to work differently. And so at the end of the day, what's going to really drive this is talent choosing to work differently and companies having to adapt. And the companies who are cutting edge and think about it will have huge advantages. So my biggest prediction is it really will be as normal as calling Hydric when you need a new CEO to know that you call and look at Upwork, um, you know, for a set of on-demand capabilities and BTG for a different set, and it will be normalized and it will not be the struggle that um, it has been. And it'll be a virtuous cycle, as they say, you know, because as the more talent goes in, the more clients are going to have to figure this out, which means more projects, which means more talent. And, you know, I think you're going to see a pretty significant percentage of the high end. And I, and I want to just say one word. I, I do think it's important that we know that we're talking about high end talent. You know, high end talent benefits ultimately. Um, just like a free agent, you know, a great basketball player is going to do better as a free agent. So I think we're going to see a world where this is normalized and people will have real options and companies will have um, different capabilities. I think Jody's 100% correct. It's, um, you know, things are always slow until they're, they're not. Um, and I have been beating my head against the desk too the last six years, uh, trying to figure out um, uh, how we can adopt this even faster. And I think over the next two years, as companies experiment a lot of different things, all of this adoption will normalize. You know, even if you look at other third-party research firms like staffing industry analysts, you know, they've seen a 
a increase from 5% to 47% of buyers that are looking at adopting these online platforms in the next two years, um, which is just a leading indicator that, you know, demand will continue. And, you know, I think the whole debate of remote versus not remote, the future will be flexible, um, definitely more so than Q1 of 2020. And, uh, and I think that companies that lean into that as a capability versus an obstacle, they're just going to have significant competitive advantage. And so I think the next two years as companies test and learn and, and as they're challenged, as everyone is unplugging and plugging into new companies, it, uh, it's going to force people to work differently, which bodes really well for the talent that we serve. These you know, high-end professionals that are in demand, they're going to have really meaningful career opportunities moving forward. And companies that want to work differently, we're going to provide a, a skill set and capability that just allows them to accelerate in, uh, in all the new ways possible. So uh, I think the future is flexible. And all of the things coming together at once, obviously, we would have loved to have gotten here a different way. But, uh, you know, this crisis has forced companies and people to think differently. And I think that there are more pros than cons for both sides as we exit. Well, it's been a pleasure to talk to you today, Eric and Jody. Thank you so much for your time and and insights on the on-demand talent marketplace. As a reminder, our guests today have been Eric Gilpin, SVP of Sales at Upwork, and Jody Greenstone-Miller, co-founder and co-CEO of Business Talent Group. I'm Adam Zellner, BTG's Vice President of Enterprise and Corporate Development. In upcoming episodes, we'll be talking with other experts about how independent, on-demand talent can help companies resource critical initiatives in this time of economic recovery and ongoing uncertainty. Subscribe for these insights and more wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.